Hi, I'm Melinda, host of See, Here Love, and this is The Backstory. So today's show is all about priorities. <laughs> I laugh because this is something that I am still working on. You know, here's the thing, the backstory of the backstory. A lot of people will write me or text me or Facebook me, Insta message me about how, oh, you have it all together, the girls on the show know what you're talking about, you're an expert on all these things. And I have to take pauses a lot of the time before I respond or I make a comment because every show I'm learning. A lot of the times I do these shows because I have not arrived, I have no idea how to answer these topics. So that's why I do these topics so other people, other experts can answer it for me or I can just be in a posture of learning. So that is why I did the show on how to prioritize your priorities and how to live a well-balanced life. Pause, insert, laughter, or eye rolling. I know that because every time I say that to people, or I talk about this topic at dinner parties or with my girlfriends or even with my husband, Chris, everybody kind of chuckles. And I always wonder why. Like it's, it's like it's like a bad word or it's a swear word that we say well-balanced or healthy life, which I don't think we should be laughing at that. I think it's something that we need to take as a priority and as important for our own well-being and self-care and to live a, really a well-balanced life. So here's the thing about the backstory of this. It's because I don't do this well. I get so distracted. Social media, shopping, Netflix, shopping, phone calls, looking through magazines and styles of hair, what's happening in the latest fashion or what's going on in different people's lives. That's what happens. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know how to prioritize. It's because I'm actually completely distracted by other things. Or maybe I'm just distracting myself with other things because I don't want to prioritize or do the things I'm supposed to do. Are you feeling me? You get that? Totally. So, and not only that, is that when I get really overwhelmed by so many things, and I'm so tired of multitasking, which a lot of women like myself pride ourselves in, and my husband Chris is like, I have no idea what that is. I'm just one focused, and sometimes I wish I was like him more, where I was one focused, compartmentalized everything, and could focus on one thing. But my mind works so quickly that I'm always thinking of so many things, and I think that's what overwhelms me. So that's why I did this show. I think we need to learn on self-care, how to make lists, how to just give yourself a break that you do not have to be 100,000% the best or perfect for everything. And I think we need to learn together what scripture says about it, how Jesus napped a lot in the Bible. And maybe we need to nap more because he seemed to make that a priority. And maybe we've got it all wrong when we're the grind and the hustle and the chaos of our lives are actually keeping us back from living a thoughtful, well-meaning life. And I don't think that's what Jesus intended for us. So that's the backstory. I hope you really enjoy the show coming up and let me know your thoughts after you hear the show. Today on the show, we're bringing in experts to help me and you with your priorities, how to prioritize your priorities, and how to live a well-balanced life. I know I need this help, and I hope you do too. That's next on See Here Love. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Well, welcome.
Welcome back to See Here Love, and we are in front of a live audience here at Tyndale University College and Seminary, where we have, oh yes, thank you audience, where we have a great show for you today, for us today. Are you ready for it? It's all about priorities and work-life balance. Oh, oh okay, I know. Oh. <laughs> it's funny when I say that, the response that, that happens. Okay, to the audience, how many of you in the audience struggle with priorities? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you struggle with work, health, study, friends, family, life balance? Raise your hand. So that's pretty much all of them. All of and were you all, did you guys raise your oh, hand at all? Inside. Oh. Inside. inside. Lindsay's inside. like, Everything. inside I was Everything. raising my hand. Well, we've got a great team here today. Cheryl, welcome. Welcome hey. back. It's good to have you here. Yeah, so excited about this topic. Clearly not. <laughs> but yay, love the, the fake enthusiasm. Brooke, welcome. Good hey, to thanks. have you here too. Thank you. You ready to talk about priorities? Yeah, and, I think so. All right. And to my right, good to have you here, Lindsay. Thank Qualifying you. psychotherapist. And you were on our show last last year and you shared your courageous story that we will never forget. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. It's so, such a blessing to be here. Thanks. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts on this right. topic. And to my left, Lisa, you are a qualifying psychotherapist when you work with people with anxiety, depression, stress management, you're a counselor and you mentor with vulnerable women in Toronto. So welcome. Okay, so this is going to be great as we talk about priorities. So let's get going with our news and views because I want to share with you an article I read about priorities, and I want to get your take on this. So there was a Gallup Heathways Wellbeing Index survey that surveyed a bunch of employees in the US, and they found that 57% of millennials consider work-life balance and well-being very important to them, but the millennials aren't doing so well in it. Hmm. So the survey tracks well-being in terms of five elements, purpose, social, financial, community, and physical. They said the millennials are thriving in one of those five. And what do you think, which one do you think? Can you read them again? Purpose, social, financial, community, and physical. Social. Social. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. They actually said in the survey that they rated themselves high on physical well-being. Oh. That they're like, they take care of themselves, they eat well and whatnot. It turns out that they are not thriving in purpose, social, financial, and community. Wow. What are your thoughts about that? Because they say 5% of working millennials are thriving across the five, but most of them aren't. What that tells me right away, and I think this kind of goes right across the board, is that we uh, put energy into what we think is important mm -hmm. to us. And so I, clearly, the physical and looking hot and good, that's, that's yeah. the thing. Um, and I feel like that speaks to us. You know, we will we will put energy and focus. And I feel like the things we leave to the end, uh, which usually have to do with our older people, it's our well-being and our physicality. We leave right to the bottom, right. and we're all about the other things. So it's interesting to see how priorities shift as you cross yeah. the generation. And so that's a good point because they said across all the generations in this survey, just seven percent are thriving in all five elements. Right. Wow. So everybody else, maybe one, maybe two, but yeah. five, no way. Mm -hmm. in the thriving. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that stat? Lisa, what would you say? Oh, um, well, I thought that Cheryl brought up an interesting point. It's interesting that people um, are making choices. Yeah. And one of the things that we talk about in, in counseling and therapy is having our choices line up with our values. Mm -hmm. So if we're not intentional about sort of figuring out what we really value, um, we end up making choices that might not line up with that. And then it's like 
we feel unbalanced and it's like you don't really have enough it seems like you don't have enough time to do the things that are important and right. that line up with what you value yeah. that's good yeah. so the value part yeah is key. yeah mm -hmm. i was actually thinking about um the idea of balance before i um came on the show and I actually looked up what it meant in Webster's Dictionary wow. and it alluded to having an equal weight so that we could be steady or something or someone could be steady and upright. I thought that was really telling mm. because I mean life's not really always steady yeah. but I think we're called to live in an upright way yeah. and that's interesting with values too. We tend to go to the things that are like quick fix, instant gratification but mm -hmm. is that really going to leave us upright? Yeah. So they're not mm. thriving in purpose and yeah. as when you kind of like drill down it was like knowing who they are, what they're about, mm -hmm. gifts, abilities, mm -hmm. and pursuing that. Social, interesting enough, but this is social, they said, was community, neighborhood, yeah. mm -hmm. um, a, a growing a group of people that will encourage and keep accountability, right? So that's social. Mm -hmm. yeah. Financial, and then again, community. And so those were ones that they said yeah. that they were struggling or suffering in the most. I don't think that people actually understand how vital community is. Because mm -hmm. I think when you get that community, when you get that around you, I feel like those other kind of like come into place, yeah. right? Because it's your yeah. community that will tell you like, stop caring about like just your outsides, like care about your insides mm -hmm. and yeah. how are your finances doing and right? Yeah. I think that's what community really helps with. But that's scary, right? That means being vulnerable. That means being in front of someone <laughs> yeah. and be like, be a part of my <laughs> life. Yes. For something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas sort of physical is a little bit at arm's length. I yeah. can control some of that, but community is like, see me for who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it, they're, I mean, I was going to be hard on the millennials, but I think that, you know, Gen Xers, boomers, yeah. the generations all across the board, I mean, there's all that struggle. It's all we tend us. to go for yeah. this. It's all of us. They just said they, when they honed in on this, mm -hmm. that's what happened with the millennials being the lowest in, in thriving in all five of those points of well-being. Yeah. Which is really, yeah. really good. Well, coming up, we're going to be talking with our team and experts about how should we prioritize when everything seems like a priority and how we can live a well and healthy, balanced life. That's next. Listen to this episode on the See Here Love podcast to hear the backstory of the show. Join us on Apple Podcasts. So I think we're feeling rather convicted on this topic about priorities and, <laughs> and uh, balance. And it's funny that every time we say that, everybody gets a little like, ah, right? So I think we need to kind of like dive a little deeper into this. And I'm glad that mm -hmm. the two of you are here because I want to start off with priorities and ask why do we struggle with this, setting priorities, sticking with them, knowing what they should be. I mean, we could go on and on, or even overwhelmed by all the things we have to do. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons is, is life is so unpredictable, mm -hmm. right? Is so we, we do our best to try to, you know, make a rhythm of life and, and you know, fulfill our obligations, but it's inevitable that something's gonna come our way and distract us. But one thing I think is so hard is that, um, you know, living sort of the steady, balanced life is so counterculture. Our culture is like, yeah. go, do more. You mean you're, you should have been this yesterday. And that's right. really hard to kind of yeah. stand up against. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking through this. You're saying it's really, it's busy and we, we're not slowing down. Yeah, like hustle, grind, go, go, oh, go. Absolutely. Right. Achieve, like, achieve, achieve. Yeah, you lose focus. And then we lose focus. Like what is, mm -hmm. even is our priorities? Right. Life is chaotic mm -hmm. and it's, it's causing 
confusion mm -hmm. and struggle with us to say what is actually the priority in that because it seems yeah. like everything is yeah important. absolutely yeah you know I, I also feel like it's a it's an identity and self-worth issue as well like you know when I think about a social setting when you get together and you're in these places and you do the introduction right yeah. it's like you know hi I'm Cheryl you're Brooke and then the next question is so what do you do yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and so there's this pressure to do yeah. and and to have this sort of great long impressive mm -hmm. resume and so you know I always like it's I used to struggle like I am the grind the grind is me and I have to have this great, amazing thing to show. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn to separate that. And I love what you said in another show is that you're, you're learning about finding your own identity without the stuff, mm -hmm. without the work, mm -hmm. without yeah. all of the resume. And so that, that comes with time, mm -hmm. little maturity, little life bumps along the way when you realize that it's not so important. Right. But uh, yeah, it's a struggle. And I think the grind and the hustle story is like, okay. I don't mean to like... Uh, yeah. But I think it's like knowing when like to to stop, yeah. you know, when to like, yeah, balance that and turn it off for a minute to, yeah. to be. My spiritual director helped me with that. Actually, she said to live a full life, but not a frantic life. Mm -hmm. And that oh, was yeah, so yeah, amazing yeah. to me. It's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jesus lived a full life, but he was never frantic. Listen, right. he took a lot of naps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, about, I'm like, that's my yeah. guy. He was napping, he was hanging, napping. He was totally yeah. confident in who, who he was. was. So I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna nap. But yeah. you have worked, yeah, you know what? I feel right now the best thing is to nap. So that's that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I justify it, having my nap every day. But that's even interesting from a neuroscience point of view is what rest does to our brain. Yeah. Rest calms our brain it allows mm -hmm. us to make better decisions it allows us to know who we are yeah. and what our real calling is so it's scientific yeah Yay! Yay! Those naps. and the audience is like yes, yes. And amen. i say that to now my yeah my professor <laughs> to say i'm it's, i'm napping i'm not going to class that's not what you're gonna do okay lisa what about your thoughts about priorities well, I would just say, um, sometimes we have a difficult time differentiating between what is urgent and what is important. Wow. Yes. And we sometimes, when we're choosing how we're going to spend our time, and it is a choice, we have to remember that, um, we have to look at our motivation. Like, yeah. why, why do I think this is a priority right now? Um, what's, like, what's the root of that? Am I doing this? Um, in accordance with my values? Am I doing this to please someone else? Like, uh, it, does this line up with my goals? Like, uh, you know, every every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something yeah. else because we do have a limited yeah. amount of time. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about that, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect my family, my friends, and the things and that I value? Lisa, I like that. Yeah. Um, to every boss out there that's asking for many things to happen mm -hmm. at work, yeah. you said it. Okay, boss yes to this which means no to that mm -hmm. yeah. and i yeah. feel that some of the fear is is that we want to be loved and appreciated and accepted yeah. so we say yes all the time mm -hmm. to things Ooh. Right? Yeah, that's right. And actually, what you're saying is yeah. that is not healthy. Yeah. That is not good. Imagine life if we challenged ourselves that every time we say yes, we say no to something else. Girl. Yikes. <laughs> Wouldn't that change everything? Yeah, and I think that's a healthy boundary for any place that we're in. Yeah. Church, school, mm -hmm. and, you know, work as well. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about balance because we it, this is sort of like a buzzword. Can you really live a balanced life? Is it really possible to have work-life, school-life balance? What does that look like? It's a big question, I know, but it's an important one. Yeah, as I said earlier, it was interesting to, to hear that definition, right? So to stay steady and upright. And as I said, like, I don't think it's possible to always be steady in our world with so many unexpected things like mm -hmm. family emergencies. But yeah, what does it mean to choose things so that we live in a way that's upright? And I think that that's what Jesus called us to do. Yeah. So we live in a way that's upright and holy. And what does that look like? And, and as you said, Lisa, like, 
he chose the way to live, right? Mm -hmm. And he chose to live in a way that was restful and not frantic. And I think that that's part of how to live this upright life, is choice. Yeah. Well, I'm reminded, like, that's an actual commandment in the Bible, is to have a, a day of Sabbath, like a day of rest, rest. It's a commandment. It's not like we can't, we, it's like we don't get to choose if we rest or not. That's an actual commandment. And it's like, are we living by that? And, and we were actually yeah. talking just prior, it's like, that takes faith and trust that he will provide. Like taking a day of rest or taking even living restfully yeah. in your days, like saying, okay, Lord, I trust that you're gonna meet yeah. my needs. Yeah. See, and that's big because I think yeah. a lot of us get our value from the doing, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So when I don't do something, that could be family of origin, yeah. that could be culture, that could mm -hmm. be just us saying, when I don't do, it means I have lesser value. Yeah. When, when I hear Melinda doesn't do, do I ask her then to be a part of something? Do I ask her? Mm. And then there's in that, internally, there's a fear to say, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. I have to show the world that I'm a value yeah. because I do and I produce. Yeah. And that is something that we need to counter in what you're saying as far as in our faith, because that's not what our following Jesus yeah. and the life with Jesus is about. Yeah, that's right, right. I feel like I feel like there's a spiritual aspect to balance as well. I feel like balance and surrender for me, they're dance partners. Mm. Um, I have to learn to be able to surrender things to God. Not everything's gonna get done. Uh, I can't say yes to everything. I have to find what is that God thing versus the good thing, because things will look great. Yeah. Is it for me? Is it part of my path? Is it that thing that God? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of trusting. I think balance is like we want to hold it all, but there's there's a, other hands waiting empty. Yeah. So you have to be able to be like, okay. <laughs> and then you find, oh, geez, I can balance. Still there, but I'm not carrying that weight, that frustration, the anxiety of it. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. Lisa, you have the last word. What are your thoughts on oh. how we can have the best healthy life ever and have the most balance in life? It's you. Yeah, give it to us. Give it to us. I'm just reminded of Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the provider of that. We can choose to schedule in rest. That's okay. It's not all, every day is not going to be perfectly balanced, but we can we can do our best. We can be intentional about building that into our rhythm of life, yeah. um, times of creativity, times of play, and, and what wonderful things to model for children mm -hmm. as well, that we don't yeah. always have to be frantic. There's, mm -hmm. And you know, there can be rest in the doing as well as in the being. Mm -hmm. We can choose um, a posture of restfulness, uh, and even as we are doing the things that need to get done in our day. Sounds yeah. good. That mm -hmm. is so, that was great discussion, you guys. Mm -hmm. Well, up next, our audience, our live audience, is gonna ask us questions. Well, hopefully not me, but them, <laughs> about priorities and balance in our segment called You Asked, We Answered. And I can't wait to hear from you, Lindsay, and Lisa, because mm -hmm. I don't want to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to answer to these very smart people there. That's coming up next. Want to be a part of the See Here Love community? Sign up for the See Here Love newsletter to be the first to get the show, exclusive content, event invites, and more. Sign up at seeherelove.com slash newsletter. All right, we are back. I'm so excited because this is the part that you asked and we answered. So is the mic ready to go? 
Yes? Clapping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Is our panel ready? Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so first question in the audience. Let's hear it. How do we keep healthy boundaries and stay focused on our priorities when we're not always in the best environment or around other people who don't respect that? Oh, creepers. Wow. There are some smart people in the audience. Look at Cheryl's face. Huh? Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a really good one. Who wants to, who wants to start that with the answer? I don't have an answer. Okay. Oh, the only great. thing that came to me was like staying focused on like what you were called to do. Mm. Like when other people like around you are not in it with you, but you can't be swayed by them. You have to stay like remain focused on what God's called you. But you probably have a better answer. Wow, that's a <laughs> really that's what came good to question. Me. Yeah, that's hard because I'm I'm hearing that might be a few different things. Like in the school setting, is it your 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 roommate that you can't escape, or is it like right? <laughs> right. So right. I'm wondering if there is you know, as we said that, that posture of rest and balance. If there's ways to find you know even just five minutes during the day to to find that place where you know where you know you can study better, or where you know you can go to sort of clear your head and and it actually can be done. There is little ways. I mean I find actually in my car. I used yeah. to listen to the news all the time, but you know, I turn it off now and I, I find some space while I drive. So yeah. there is possible. I don't know if that quite gets well, to it. I but. would say when I listen to that question, it, it is about maturing. Hmm. Because, you know, I know that we are impacted mm -hmm. by our environment and people, mm -hmm. but as you get older, there's a place where you're like, start to care less. Yes. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I am my own person. You know, woman hear me roar. Mm -hmm. And so if they're <laughs> upset about my boundary, if they are upset about my no, if they're upset about my yes, if they're upset about that I'm not gonna go with them, that's their problem and issue, not mine. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds harsh, but actually that's sort of reality of how we should, I think, live more yep. in that, in our culture and in our society. Hey, I was just gonna say, there's <laughs> gotta be some things that are sacred to you, right? And so my peace is sacred to me. My growth is sacred to me. Um, my well-being, mental health is sacred to me. And so there's some things that are non-negotiables for me. Mm -hmm. And you don't, and it's not easy to pull away from everyone and isolate yourself in this, you know, a holy bubble. bubble yeah. But what you can do, there are ways to emotionally disconnect and mentally disconnect, which means what you're going to say and how, and this toxic behavior will no longer affect me. I've made a choice. I switch off internally so you can... Why we say while out? You can go crazy and be and be really um, toxic, but that no longer is going to penetrate me. So I've I've shifted internally, and then hopefully externally I can get yeah. some space. But sometimes you can't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like making a choice. Hopefully, there's one person in your life who can be an anchor, maybe a mentor, someone you trust. Um, obviously, you know the the Lord just that true north where sometimes when you need that reset that you can have that little conversation with have some accountability to your goals and values mm -hmm. and um yeah yeah but i do want to validate like being in yeah. that age category yeah. myself where yeah. i'm still learning that that i think it's okay to acknowledge that it is a process yeah, yeah. that Absolutely. it's a daily making those little decisions and you know mm -hmm. the days where we can't find that peace and where everybody's driving us nuts that that's okay. We'll take time yeah. and we'll get and there. And shut your door and scream. <laughs> I don't know. I think that could work too. Um, another question in the audience. Who's got a question? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, it's about dating. Oh, oh okay. If you're not dating or going on dates, are you missing out? And is there ever a bad time to date? Ooh. Can I just yeah. say in general, uh, obviously I'm 
far older, uh, and Not the, dat- the dating though. game has. Okay, that's that, that <laughs> part, I've been married yes. for a long time. Uh, can I just say I think that um, this this feeling and thinking that we're missing out mm-hmm. on things in life is probably one of the biggest enemies of our life, and yeah. so I feel like. There's time. So when you're not dating and you're not with other people and everybody else is dating, you can work on yourself, you can better yourself. So don't worry about missing out at all. Yeah, that's true. For sure. Hmm. Thoughts on dating. Everyone's like, thoughts on dating. Uh, yeah, that I, Brene Brown's one of my favorite authors, and she um, does a lot on vulnerability and this this feeling of living out of scarcity. And I think we tend to do that. And maybe that's actually part of this priorities and and overachieving mm-hmm. and balancing is that we feel like there's never going to be enough. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's something that happens with relationships and the the need to be loved. That's part of our DNA being yeah. created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. trusting that He is enough and He has a plan and obeying him. He's outlined what it's like to to be in relationship and to love and be loved mm-hmm. and trusting that that's enough and in his time it will happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Easier said than done, yeah. I get it. I but <laughs> We're learning, we're all in process. Yeah. That's a great question. All right, who has another question for us? Okay, yeah, let's hear your question. Hi, so my name's Tasia. Hi. Uh, so I'm wondering, how can I not burn out when I have to work to put myself through school on top of building some form of social life and making sure that I spend time with God? <laughs> oh, if you have the answer, let me know. Well, no, I'm just I, saying, I say that's a good I'm like question. I'm currently working through that same question, that mm-hmm. same thing, and I hope this helps you because this is what I'm trying to figure out, is that in each of those categories, um, you can't be everyone's friend. You can't do all of the things and you can't be all of the places in all those categories, right? And so in those categories, I believe, and it's sort of working, is like choosing, like I have like, who are my four or three or two friends that I want to spend time with and and invest in in the season? Where are the places that I like feel the most joy and want to be in in the season? And like answer those questions, uh, I think by category, actually, just to kind of rein yourself in does that make sense? Yeah. So that you don't feel, like spin out of control and burn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The physical part, because there are physical um, moments where you know that you're kind of hitting your limit, mm-hmm. right? I think we need to understand that a little bit more yeah. before we get to burnout. That's right. what I'm saying, because a lot of people are like, mm-hmm. I hear the stories like, they burnt out. Mm-hmm. My pastor burnt out. Mm-hmm. My teacher burnt out. Yeah. Um, you know, my boss burnt out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, were there signs before the yeah. burnout mm-hmm. that they should have stopped yeah. before they went all the way. Yeah. What would you say with that? Often um, we'll see that uh, a person will describe uh, feeling disinterested and just l- losing that spark of joy, that passion for the things that originally gave them lots of energy that they really enjoyed about their job. Or, and um, I just, I, I really like what you said, uh, Brooke, about the, the joy piece is that finding the things, when you start recognizing that, that maybe that's happening, is finding the things that do bring joy, that that fuel you. What are those foundation pieces that you know energize you to do the things you need to do? Um, For me, that's having some time alone with the Lord. That's getting some kind of physical activity into the day and taking my vitamins and, and just doing those kinds of things that when those things drop out, when I allow them to drop out, everything else starts to crumble. So figuring out what is your fuel and make them priority, they're non-negotiables. Yeah. You used that word before. Yeah. yeah. Is there any, oh, go ahead. I suffered a burnout twice, actually. They're pretty major. And um, when, I, when I made decisions to not go back there again, I had to do some work. 
and I, I came up to some big realizations about myself. One is that I don't like letting people down. And uh, I'm not saying that's you, but I, I oh, you feel yeah. that? You feel me, I think girl? a few people are going, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I, and so I don't like letting people down, and it, it, it was spiraling into people-pleasing. And, uh, and then I also realized that I had no self-care at all because I didn't consider myself yeah. a priority. Wow. It was hard. I, I mean, I wasn't even at the bottom of the list. A child, I wasn't even on the list. And so I had to put some things in place and actually value. It was a, it was, there was a lot of self-worth and value going on where every, everything else was better, bigger, more important. Yeah. Uh, so I had, to, I had to ask myself some questions. So it helped me notice the flags yeah. before burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that what we need to do, all the audience has just take a moment. Let's just breathe for a second. Mm -hmm. I don't think we do that enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, when I say that, it's like to stop and to breathe and to know your value and worth. Because a lot of things, it's the same with, with um, Cheryl. When I went into my depression, it was, it was part of burnout. I had been overachieving, trying to prove myself. I was in my 20s. It was my first job, my first mm -hmm. career. And I'm like, I'm going to prove it. As a young Filipino woman, I'm going to work harder than any guy out there. What happened, though, was I started putting my value in what I was doing in su succeeding, in, in wanting you know, people to see me, that I was actually good enough and I wanted to be better than them. And what happened is it was a complete burnout. It was, mm -hmm. I was out, I had to leave my job. It was brutal. And I had to take eight months to rebuild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and where it started was, is who are you, Melinda? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who are you? Mm -hmm. And start from the very basic mm -hmm. question in who I am with Christ who Jesus is to me, who do I follow? Do I follow yeah. culture, them, myself, or do I follow Jesus? Yeah. And that, that was yeah. the turning point, yeah. which is, I know it's a bigger answer to the yeah. question, but just in honesty, mm -hmm. yeah. that's what it came down yeah. to. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other, and do you love you? That's and the do tough you one. love you, yeah. Not narcissistically, but do you love yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you showing that love to yeah. yourself? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, to bring it back to like the word, um, the Bible says like we can't do things on our own strength. And so when we start to strive and be like that overachiever, it's because we're doing that on our own strength. And I think like that's, that is like a recipe for disaster. Like that to me is like where you're going to like fall and crumble and burn out. Because God's saying like, hey, like I didn't call you to do all of that on your own strength. Like I'm here wanting to like help you through this and carry this load with you, but you on your own strength, you're trying to plow through. And so I, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. We could be here all day yeah. answering questions, <laughs> yeah. but could. thank you for your questions. Yeah. And thank you all for your thoughts. It's important that we take a moment, we breathe, and we listen mm -hmm. and learn together. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go to Joanna now, who is standing by as she kind of you know, wraps up everything that we've heard and talked about in regards to priorities and well-being and balance and connects it all in the good word. Let's take a look. Now, I think one of the most important ways we can live a balanced life is by modeling ourselves after the life of Jesus. Jesus, fully human and fully God, he seemed to figure out this balance thing better than any of us have figured it out. He was often found uh, away by himself, even though there were thousands of people, crowds of people who demanded his time and wanted something from him or even just wanted to be around him and to learn from him. Maybe they wanted a miracle, but he seemed to be able to go away by himself to be with the Father and connect with God. He also was able to 
to balance out life with parties and weddings and wine and celebration. He also had times of teaching and times of miracles. He had times where he was alone with his disciples, that small group, and then he had times where he was with the crowd. He had times with his family, he had times away from his family. He seemed to figure out this balance thing. So we need to look to the life of Jesus to say, what does it look like in our time, in our culture, to live a balanced life? Matthew 6 at verse 34, a famous scripture we often quote, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, Jesus says, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Doesn't each day have enough trouble of its own? I love how Jesus invites us to be balanced by inviting us into today. In this age of anxiety, we're constantly worried about what's happening where we aren't, what's happening maybe on social media, or what's happening especially tomorrow, the next day. What's the worst thing that could happen? And we're constantly anxious about that. And yet Jesus invites us in this conversation about balance to focus in the now, to be present where we are with the people that we're with, to consider what we need for today and to not worry so much and get off kilter by constantly worrying about a future that we can't control. God is with us and he wants to help us be less anxious and more balanced. Well, thanks Joanna, such a good reminder to not be anxious as we make good, wise, life decisions. Thank you, Lindsay, Lisa, for your thoughts. Learn so much today. And to Brooke and Cheryl, like always, great contribution in what you're sharing. Well, here's my takeaway, as you heard on the panel today. Love yourself, trust God. Have some good self-care in your community, in your life, in your environment. And it's okay to say no and put boundaries in and around your life. And also know that God loves you even when you do say no to that party or shut the door. Mm -hmm. And as always, what we like to say to end every show, you are seen, heard, and loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.